Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. The new season underway. We're looking much better since that Southampton game. Feel a lot better about that. And uh, what's better to go with uh, football than beer? Excuse me a moment while I take a little sip of this. Yeah, I've got some good news for you. Beer 52, the beer specialists are offering you the chance to get some free beer through the Spurs show. They're offering eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. These people are mad about beer. They go all over the world and they they discover these little breweries, these kind of artisan breweries who make really delicious beer. I've had quite a lot of it myself. I don't mind admitting. Uh, All you have to do to get this, you get free eight free beers all you have to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash spurs that's the important bit and all you've got to do is pay the post and packing which is about six quid 5.95 actually they will send you eight beers uh and then if you sign up you get a case every month and they're on different themes they've had themes like new zealand south africa korea various parts of the united states and europe they're an independent british company they're passionate about UK craft beer as well. So sometimes you get that, you get a bit of a UK beer. If dark beer is not your thing, you can choose a light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine, by the way, for mint and also a tasty snack. Yeah, a tasty snack as well. And if you don't like it, if you don't don't get on with it, which I, I predict you probably will, but if you don't want it, you just cancel it any time. It's not like a phone contract where you're tied in forever. So just go to beer52.com forward slash spurs to get your first case of eight beers for just the post and packing cost of five ninety five. Beer52.com forward slash spurs. By the way, that's the word beer and then the numbers 52.com. Welcome to another Spurs show. It's Theo Delaney here in London, uh, in the middle of the most extraordinary fixture congestion. And I am joined by two absolute titans. 
<laughs> of the Spurs show, bona fide legends, and not just I'm not just joined by, but I'm they are international legends <laughs> because they they're joining me from far off lands. First of all, from the Canary Islands, uh, you can be more specific than that, I'm sure, Mr. Richard Cracknell Crackers. How are you? Very well, Theo. Thanks for asking me on. To be more specific, I'm in a little town called Tinajo on the beautiful island of Lanzarote. How absolutely idyllic. And is it is it beautiful? Is the weather good? It's been absolutely pony today. It's okay. been like February in Doncaster today. <laughs> but thankfully, we don't get too many uh, February days in Doncaster here. They're few and far between. So yeah. generally, good weather. Yeah. All year round, more or less, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're an all-year-round uh, climate, so it's uh, it's it's very nice. But days like today do remind me of good old Blighty every now and yeah. then, and that's enough for me, thank you. Yeah. One day, when I mean, I'll go back to the sunshine, thank you. Lovely. <laughs> bit, bit of weather nostalgia. And Paolo Hewitt, how are you, Paolo? And indeed, where are you? Uh, I am sitting here in uh, Sorrento near Napoli. Lovely. And, uh, and as I think you mentioned earlier, the weather there is also pony and Doncaster-esque. I've, I've had Doncaster outside my window for the last four days. <laughs> Bloody hell, it's been lovely here. In, oh, thank uh, you. Gent. Thank you. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me. I, I, I am, we are so overwhelmed by this fixture barrage yeah. that uh, one hardly knows where to begin. But I think probably... Um, what we're doing, because there's so many bloody games, what we do, we're doing it as if we were a newspaper and we're going with the biggest headline first. And I think today the big story has been the hangover from uh, yesterday's game. Call it a game, call it a debark. Up to you. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, the funny thing about it was it was, I thought, a stunningly good performance, totally overshadowed by this unbelievably awful decision at the end of you did you both get to see it Richard yes yes yeah yeah managed to uh managed to to watch that and uh I think you're right Theo it was a great performance and the Everton game aside it's been encouraging so I think that's something that we shouldn't lose sight of is that we've had some very decent performances it was decent Europa League performance got the job done when it needed to be done Southampton, brilliant. Yesterday, brilliant. I, I was I was so confident that we wouldn't lose. I actually tweeted near half time that we should be five nil up, and I was looking forward to discussing a one all draw. Uh, said, <laughs> said in utter irony, and and here we are. It's like life imitating eyes. Like we're, we're really through the looking glass. It's uh, I just it was just unbelievable. But the, but but you know if you just compartmentalise whammed at the end. Everything else, very encouraging, very, very encouraging. So, but I'm sure we'll come on to the other small matter at the last, last minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, well, before we do that, Paolo, was, uh, did it, did, were you impressed by the team's showing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, I, I had no problems with it whatsoever. We, we were playing really well. On the, the incident, as we as, as it was, um, yeah. the thing that got yeah. me the most was that it was never a free kick to begin with. The Newcastle player ran yeah. 10 yards and yeah. threw him 
into Pierre, unpronounceable surname. Yes. And um, how that was a free kick to begin with was just ridiculous. Um, and then obviously, you know, that, uh, I don't know, I, I think that, um, I don't know, did you see that table today, the VAR fortune table? No, where are we in it? We're, we're at the bottom. We've had the most VAR decisions against. We've had oh 17. And guess who's had the least? Man United. There you go. Bloody hell. You think you imagine these things. Then you see yeah. that in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Kel surprise. I, mean, I know. There was an interesting article today. I was, I was going through the... You know, even on holiday, Spurs Media Watch drags me back into its yeah. web. Yeah. And uh, but there was an interesting article saying that this is actually a good chance for them against us. Come on, you know what Ferguson used to do at Man United. Everybody hates us, you know. Yeah. And he's, you know, it's a yeah. good way to whip the team up, especially as we got uh, uh, Chelsea tomorrow night. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know that it's quite an interesting point that it does give him scope to uh, you know to to uh, to get, get that siege mentality which he which he tends to do with a lot of his a lot of his teams. Yeah, that's very much one of his things, and he likes all that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. um, but but how long can this go on? Because even Steve Bruce, the manager of the other I team, know. came out and said yeah. it's an absolute joke and a disgrace. And every yeah. single major football figure tweeted how disgusted they were. I mean, Carragher was disgusted. He had to apologise to Newcastle fans in case they thought he was anything against them, which of course it wasn't. He was just no. disgusted by the decision in the code commentary here. Then uh, Sam Matterface, who's like the top ITV commentator now, as well as being a TalkSport one, he, he posted online, I don't know if you saw it, a long rant about the powers that been apparently... He he reveals, but apparently it's probably well known that David Ellery's in charge of rule yeah. changes and looking at rules. And he rec- he puts the blame squarely at his door because suddenly, since he's been in charge of that rule, the amount of rule changes and rule fiddles has has, has grown out of all recognition. And all Up of the two hundred, yeah, the, the guy there was a guy in Talksport saying exactly the same thing. Saying that he's 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 tried to put in about two hundred changes. It's just it's staggering, isn't it? And someone's got. To, who are these people? Yeah. You know, it's like I wouldn't mind if, if the people in charge of football knew football or had played football, but they obviously haven't because yeah. some of their decisions are just so so ridiculous that if you play football, you know straight away, you know what is a an accidental handball, what is a proper handball. You know straight away, yeah. and um, you know it's. Uh, it, it was just, it was, I was with my Italian family. They couldn't believe it. They were like, what is this? <laughs> what, are, yeah. what are you doing over there? <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 It's, uh, it really is something. So I, hopefully with the chorus growing and growing, Roy Hodgson weighed in on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. um, they, they were also totally very badly done by on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's become a joke. And um, unless it's changed, it's, uh, it's, it's going to really harm the game. Oh, no. I, mean, I don't know what you guys think, uh, but for me, it, it's it's the rule, obviously, is an absolute nonsense. But I still, I mean, obviously, it swings and roundabouts, but I'm still, I can't, I cannot embrace uh, VAR, all this stopping and drawing lines. And uh, the trouble with it is, and always, it was always going to be the trouble, as far as I could see. The reason why I was against it in the first place is that, Nearly all of the decisions that it pontificates about, even a lot of the offside decisions, 
are still 50-50 decisions. They're a matter mm. of opinion. So yeah. what's the point of stopping the game for three or four minutes while some bloke in a remote office comes to his subjective opinion as opposed to the subjective opinion the refs come to? Hardly any of the... I mean, I, I will admit that some decisions, you know, that it has helped with some things, but the trouble is... It's not enough. You're better off going back to... My old man always used to say about people who complained about the ref. Of course, we all complain about refs. But if you get a bad decision from the ref, it's because he's made a mistake. And if he's made a mistake, it's one of the things, one of those random factors that happen in football, like a bad bounce, isn't it? I mean, it's just... It's luck. The, the, the mad thing is, Theo, that the, that the mistakes... I was reading some stats today, and before we had all this robot, robot nonsense and lines being drawn and... Stockley Park and, and yeah. everything else and all the other nonsense that goes with it. I was reading today that referees make, on average, 250 decisions in a game, on, on average. Yeah. And it was something like 50 to 60 of them would be things like throw-ins, corners, free kicks, that are like non-subjective things. So they were making around 200 decisions where it came down to a personal judgment of either a linesman or a referee or a fourth official, etc. So the way they saw it, in other words. Yeah. They they were going through all the decisions in slow-mo. Referees were getting, on average, five decisions wrong out of 200. They had a 98% success rate. I mean, Bloody you're yeah. talking about medical equipment failure rates there. Yeah, yeah. You put in machinery in hospital that has 98% success rate, it, it, it ends up on a ward or in an operating theatre. That's, that's frighteningly accurate, frighteningly good. They were very, very good at their jobs. Very, very good at their jobs, yeah. just as it was. Yeah. And, I've, you know, and we need to go back to it. We just yeah. need – because he's still getting it wrong now – even yeah. with it, and that's what's making it even more infuriating. But they've got this yeah. fantastic, um, you know, amount of technology, and still getting it wrong. They're probably getting more than five decisions wrong in a game now. Exactly. Huge decisions as well. Yeah, and we're well, I was all for it to be. I wasn't like you, Theo. I was all for it because, for example, I remember when we played Manchester City. We were they were all over us, but we'd managed to get to half-time at 1-0. And then in the second half, about five minutes in, Zeko went in, Danny Rose took the ball, slid in, took the ball off him, he fell over, and they gave a penalty and we lost 5-1, I think it was. And, I, you know, I was infuriated by that. I really was. And I thought, oh, VAR was going to be great because it works in tennis. It works in cricket. It works in other sports. So yeah. why can't it work in, in ours? It, it just seems... But, yeah, yeah, but the problem is they're stop-start sports with the binary decisions, aren't they? Tennis is and cricket are perfect for it because it's um, they can measure everything and everything's a measurement and that's fine. Whereas penalty decisions, this is what I'm talking about, is that they still, they put it up, they say, oh, VAR's checking it. Then while VAR is checking it, we all look at it and literally you've got two, you've got three or four pundits and they can't agree. No, I wouldn't give that. Well, I would give that, you know, and some, and then it's the old, well, I've seen them given. It's one yeah. of those could go either way. So you think, I know there's nearly, you know, so many penalty decisions are like that. So what is the point of stopping and pontificating for three or four minutes when it's still a 50, 50 subjective judgment anyway? And that's the trouble with football. I mean, 
Cricket and tennis, every point at tennis, it stops and you start play another point. Cricket, every ball. You bowl the ball, they, a bit of action, you stop. So the stop start is fine. Yeah, it's like yeah, American yeah. football. But, 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 but football, is flo- it flows. Yeah, and this is yeah. ruining the flow. Yeah. I mean, that Palace one, on same as the Tottenham one, really, where you think the game's gone on. You've played two minutes worth of football and suddenly the referee's gone, hold on, yeah. everyone, hold on, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He touches his ear. Yeah. And then you go back. It's just insane. I mean, Man United, the fucking final whistle. Sorry, we don't offer this show on this show. I'm sorry. Children. It's Fergie time, isn't it? It's the Fergie fucking time final time. whistle had gone. And he's gone, oh, hold on a minute. No, yeah. no, it's not actually a draw. Uh, I'm going to man you a penalty. Sorry. It's interesting what you said, Crackers, about, the, about that referee thing. Bill Nick used to tell the players... The referee will make a bad decision. He will make a mistake. But you know what? You you make mistakes in games as well. So just remember that, you know, exactly. to his players. You're going to make a mistake. He's going to make a mistake. You know, get on, exactly on with that. it. And, you know, and uh, that's it really interesting. You, uh, what we're shows you how bad VAR is. It's driven Theo Delaney to do a swear <laughs> on the Spurs shot. <laughs> See what you've done, football? You've done Theo Delaney swear on the Spurs shot. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be divorced oh, it out, out on the street within a year because of uh... yeah, yeah. Well, we should probably, probably before this gets out of hand and start smashing up the equipment, we should probably try and talk about something less, slightly less contentious. And as we stated at the beginning of the show, we're actually on the back of some some really good performances. We, it, was a, it was a very good um, very good win, I thought, over there in Macedonia against yeah. Shendija. Yeah. Shendija. And then, uh, I mean, the performance on, on Sunday was great. There's lots of good... I think what's encouraging me a lot is that some of the people who, who have need some of the players that have needed to step forward and, and demonstrate, you know, some, some some good play, basically, are have done so. And in particular, I'm thinking of um, Ndombele. Yeah. I thought he's been outstanding. I don't know what you guys yeah. thought. But I thought he, we, he... I mean, he is one of those very rare players who can play in the middle of the park and just change the game, make things happen, do yeah. the unexpected. Yeah. And, and some of his um, through balls are not only, you know, well-weighted and well-executed, they're really imaginative, I think. I mean, yeah. I think we could have someone really special there, personally. Yeah, that, I mean, that's why I think they were so, you know, fair play to Levy. I mean, I think Jose was... <clears throat> looking to move him on. But um, I think everybody kind of thought, well, he'll probably go to Inter Milan and suddenly become the star player of Italy for the next five years. He's that yeah. good. Yeah. And it yeah. would have just made us look stupid. And I'm really I'm really glad that um, that, that he stayed on. Um, I, I think what's interesting about um, Jose is that he's, you know, like we've all watched that documentary and, there was one bit which I thought was really telling, which was when Danny Rose was moaning to him about being dropped. Yeah. And he said, why did you pick me for the Liverpool game? And he went, because you were fantastic in training. And I thought, well, there you go, Danny. There's your answer. If you want to be in the team, be fantastic in training. And yeah. that's, what I think, that's what I think he's implementing there. If you're not, if you, you know, and the same with Delhi. You know, yeah. if, if, if you're not. If you're not going to get up to it, if you're not going to play your heart out and do what I want you to do, then I'll find someone else who will. And uh, that's been one of our problems, I've always thought. I always thought with Ericsson and Delhi, when they were playing really badly for us, because they, they, they knew they were in the team every week. Every week yeah. they were in the team. There was, there was no one on their heels saying, I'm going to take your place, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Jose's now getting that going, and uh, I, I'm very, very encouraged by him. 
Crackers, what do you make of the new guys, Hoybier and um, Doherty? Do they, I mean, they seem to be doing okay. What do you reckon? Yeah, they've come in and they've, you know, they've made a good, solid start, but they are good, solid players. And Jose likes, you know, a, a, a team full of big, strong, solid players dotted about with a few people like Undumbele uh, and Bell to come that yeah. give you that bit of magic. So, you know, it looks like he's getting a good balance. You, you, he's got some, they're two good foot soldiers. And then, you know, you bring in the people that can get you off your seat, give you that little bit of magic, that little bit of flair. And they're the types of players that win your game. So they've come in and done done fantastically well. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, they, they seem to be just good, mature people as well. Going back to that Amazon documentary, the uh, Steve surname uh, escapes me now. The Steve Hitchens. Yeah, Steve Hitchens, yeah. yeah. It was interesting to say that, you know, they'd been to look at a player and they'd also sort of looked at his family background and what he's like as a person and the maturity yeah. and everything. And, you know, I've, I've, it's really interesting that you have to have players in that, you know, like Kane and, you know, in solid relationships and good family life and da da da. And, you, you know, that's the type of players you need in because, as we saw in that documentary, Danny Rose, I thought, was making some great points uh, when he went in to see Jose. And then at the end of it, like, oh, I'm going to tell mum on you. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you when he's in. I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, you can't you, you can't be doing that. And and Delhi as well, bless him, on his day, he's world class. But, you know, he's a bit of a well-meat omelette, isn't he? He's like, you know, it just doesn't seem <laughs> to a be a lot a well me omelette like he's real he's, I mean he's just thick he, he really is he just doesn't seem but I think I think this just I think this impacts his decisions where his career goes and it looks like Jose's gone to him come on son step up you know you yeah. can be the next world star and he's I just don't think he's got it in the locker to go yeah, he's right. You know, if if I knuckle down and train yeah. twice a day, and that like yeah. Ronaldo still is at thirty four, I could be. And I think he's just like, nah, I don't really fancy that. What's your favourite chocolate bar? You know, it's, it has to be an intelligence off the pitch as well. I think, and I think Jose's bringing in some players uh, like Doherty and Hoiberg that fit that bill as well. So, and also, the good thing about them is he's bringing in Premier League players, so we don't have to wait. You know, when when we do buy foreign players, we, we always have to wait, what, a season, season and a half for them to, to yeah. bed in and hit the ground. Whereas with those guys, they, they hit the ground running. Yeah, ready-made, yeah, yeah, the exactly. finished article, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, um, before we go on to forthcoming matches, and God knows there's a lot of them, I'm just going <laughs> to do, do a bit of housekeeping here. First of all, I should say that we were due this week to do a, a live show, which we haven't done, obviously, for obvious reasons for a very long time, but... Uh, recent developments in the wider world have prevented us from doing that. We were on Wednesday night, uh, Paolo and his good friend Martin Chivers were due to be appearing with us live. That's had to be postponed, but we hope to do... At the moment, we're hoping to redo that night on uh, October the 21st, so stay tuned for that. That would be one for, of course, for our season.spursshow.net season ticket holders. That's the address you go to to get one of those for £10 a month, two month, two tickets for each month of the event. Uh, and as I say, the next one, we hope, will be October the 21st. Uh, 
Uh, for additional premium Spurs show content, including a daily Spurs news show, match reports, interviews with ex-players, and much more, sign up at patreon.com forward slash Spurs show. Uh, loads of good stuff on there from Pete Hayne and Willie Morgan. Uh, so that's that. Now we've got three, three. Oh, actually, why don't we just take a quick break? If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr. Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Now, gentlemen, we have bloody three. Before we do another ch- first Spurs show, we will have played three times. I mean, mm-hmm. that is insane in itself. I mean, yeah. Let's not get, I mean, that's not, I don't want to start swearing again. So we're not going to go on about the insane. <laughs> you just did, Theo, you just did. <laughs> Basically, let's go through them. Now, tomorrow night, uh, This we're recording this Monday night. So tomorrow night, I just don't know what to make of this at all. Chelsea in the League Cup. Now, the Chelsea, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> haven't got another game on Thursday. So, uh, and I think that Frank Lampard will fancy the League Cup. He'll be, he's under a bit of pressure, Frank Lampard, for various yeah. reasons. And he'll be thinking one of the ways to alleviate that will be to get a good run in a cup and, and hopefully win one, get, get a trophy under his belt. He blew it in the FA Cup. So uh, that, is a, that is a worrying prospect. What, can, can you see, uh, Crackers, can you see any, any reasons to be optimistic about us getting a result in that game? Yes, very much so. I I think that Chelsea defeat last season against Frank Lampard in the league really hurt him. I think there's a huge pressure from the club and Jose himself on himself to put a pot on the desk at the end of this season. You can just tell he burns to win a cup. He's, he's got one everywhere else. He doesn't want that on his CV. And I think the League Cup offers him the best option out of all the Cups. The FA Cup, just a touch harder, but the League Cup does give, give, him, a, give him a pop. So I think that he's going to go, all right, let's go from here. Give, the, give him a taste of a Cup win and, and we can springboard from now. So I, I fancy that we'll actually put a strong team out and we'll go for it on, on tomorrow night because come Thursday we should be able to progress 
with uh, with a bit of a second string out, you know, a combined sort of first and second string. So I think he might well put a little bit of emphasis on tomorrow night and then Sunday and make Thursday the uh, the game where he, he sort of rests a few few players. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do, do you think he's bluffing them when he said that thing about um, I, I can't compete in the EPL because the EPL have... You know, won't won't won't. Uh, you know, they forced it on me. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if tomorrow night it's like, and, oh well, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a good full team out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I fancy he might be trying to trying to wrong foot us all and uh, and put a strong team out tomorrow night. So uh, why not? Uh, why how not? good? Are, how good? Maccabee Haifa. Do do we know much about them? I think they might be a bit better than the two teams that we've played thus far. That's what I'm thinking. But he plays like Kane tomorrow and then can't play him on Thursday, for example. Well, this is the terrible uh, problem he's got, isn't it? I mean, I I like the idea, like you say, Crackers, that I like, or or what you suggested, Pella, that maybe he's playing a mind game here with Frank Lampard. I've often thought this about the early stages of the the League Cup, even the FA Cup, is that the big teams, as we all know, they they tend to field weakened sides, even when they're playing each other. And there's almost an implicit agreement between them. Look, we'll both play our pretty much our reserves, and then we'll see who wins. I be I love the idea of him pretending he's going to yeah. play his reserves, and then Frank gets there and thinks, "What? He's put out the hot plastic. <laughs> we haven't even got our top players with us." The I've got the under 21s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I'd love it if he did that, but of course. Yeah, he can't put out three very. I don't know. Maybe he can, maybe he thinks he can, but can you can you really put out three strong teams? Especially with Sonny injured. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how bad his injury is. Is that, is that we had? Oh, he's, oh, he's out for a few weeks. Have they said that? Have they? It's a hamstring. Yeah. So. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah hamstring in a in a few weeks. But the trouble we also have is that Kane. Wants to play every game. He's yeah. still he's still like an enthusiastic kid. He does want to play every game, and you fear that he might actually feature tomorrow night, Thursday, and again Sunday. Um, you know, whilst we're all unwrapping our playstations on Christmas Day, you know, you, you fear that Kane's going to be unwrapping another visit to to the surgeon's scalpel, didn't you? For you mm. know, for a muscle tear or a strain yeah. or something going again. It's just like yeah. uh, we badly, badly need this another striker in before this before the window shuts, you know, and uh, take take a bit of the pressure off of him. Well, yeah, I mean, that... I'm, I'm in Na- Naples and I've been asking about Milik uh, yeah. and my cousin Luigi, who's, who's a major Napoli Tavosi fan, yeah. uh, he was saying that the thing about Milik and why, why they want to sell him is that he hasn't connected with the fans. He started off well, then he's, he's had two knee injuries. And he's been on, off, on, off, stop, start, stop, start, and they haven't really tamed him. Same reason that they sold Allen, because Allen didn't, they, they didn't take to Allen as well. So that's why oh. he was Everton. So, um, uh, and also he was going to go to Roma because they were going to move Zecco on, but they haven't done that. Zecco's still at Roma. So, so he is available. But also, there's a lot of talk about Josh King from Bournemouth, which I probably think we're going to end up with because he'll be cheap. 
Well, yeah, cheap pitch. It would be much cheaper. Than the other worrying talk that's come through today is, is Benteke. What? I think the club have actually completely blown that out of the water. Unusually, okay. it seems that they've turned around and they've. I think they've used some of their favourite journalists and a phone call's gone in and they've said, no, that's we don't know where that's come from. Presumably, they must have felt compelled to do that by the extremely negative reaction of the fans all over social media. <laughs> to I mean, that Josh King, I don't know, but people seem to rate him. He nearly went to Man United in the last January window, but what has he yeah, actually they, ever done? Well, there, there was a bit when he was playing for Bournemouth and he was on fire. He was knocking goals and a lot of people were torn and then he faded away. So... Yeah. It, it could be. Who's that the guy from West Brom? Were you going to get? Is it Berra Berrahin? Sido Berrahin? Do you remember him? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think it, it, it could be one of them. Uh, so he disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But Josh King's still at Bournemouth, obviously, and yeah. Bournemouth, you know, have said to a lot of the players, look, if somebody, if you want to go Premier League, we quite understand. So, so then, and he's got one year left on his contract. Yeah, mm. I mean, again, what 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 they what him or Milik would have to. Except it would be would have to be coming in as a second choice, of course. But right now, we've uh, with, with Son out, we really are. We've got a massive problem, haven't we? Because you can't even rest Kane really. I mean, the only other, well, we've been through this before. We we went through it last spring, didn't we? Where Kane's out and Son's out, and you're basically yeah. playing Lucas Moura at centre forward and hoping for the best. And it did not yeah. go well. It really no. didn't. No. No. I think Josh King offers us a good option, though, because he's a decent player. Um, he'll be coming in and getting some decent service, uh, you know, a better service yeah. than he was getting at Bournemouth. So yeah, he could yeah. well be the type of player that does step up and show that he is as good as he could be with that yeah. better service, better players around him. And also at a stage where he'd, where he'd accept not getting games ahead of Kane. So uh, I do I do think he offers it. And, and uh, you know, Premiership experience, uh, Premier League experience as yeah, well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he ticks a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, I, I think we'll end up with him, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, to tell you the truth, I'd be absolutely delighted to get him or Milik. I mean, they yeah. both look like, I mean, Milik's got 50 odd caps for Poland and he's only 26. Yeah. So he's six foot one and everything. And, and yeah. so that's what's in, in his favour. But then you look at Josh King, who's probably also in his mid 20s, I think. I haven't got it in front of me, but. He's actually played a lot of games in the Premier League, and as we said earlier, that that that, that should shouldn't be underestimated how important that is as well. So either of them would be probably they'd probably end up being the best backup strikers we've ever had for Kane. Either of them really, because although Lorente did the job, he was certainly on his uh, he was he was past his best, wasn't he? But isn't, yeah. it weird, isn't it weird that in the you know the time of COVID and you know financial you know huge financial here. We 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 we're, we're so active in the transfer market. I thought we were going to get like one or two, you know. And we've we'll, we got five or something at the moment. Yeah, and they're still talking about centre half as well. Very seriously talking about centre half. I mean, that by the way, the Italians are saying is 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 going to happen. Well, that, what are they saying? Skerner from Inter Milan. They're saying it's it's going to happen because uh, Inter Inter need money. Right. And even even though Conte doesn't play him, he wanted him on the bench as a as yeah. a good backup. But accepts that for them, that there's somebody else there after. And the you, you cut yeah. out there, uh, Paolo. But that's what you're saying. The newspapers in Italy are saying that he's coming. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, if we got a good, a top centre half and a, and a good, good, decent uh, centre forward, we I think it would be about the, probably the best window we've had since Harry Redknapp. Yeah, very much. <laughs> since Uncle Larry. It's like what Paolo said. It just seems bizarre that when when the tills were rattling away at the yeah. world's longest bar and they were selling a million <laughs> pints a game and the money was flooding in. It was like, well, you know, not, not much money about to buy players. And then all of a sudden we get into the, like the, the, the biggest financial crisis the world's ever seen apart from a world war. And all of a sudden, like it's, yeah, here yeah. you go. Like, who do you want? It was like, yeah. you know, it's like, like a drunk I reckon Jose's slipping ecstasy pills in Levy's tea. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about someone like Levy, though, is you know, he, you know, he he's very, very, very wealthy man, and a lot of his own wealth is based on his own property deals and things like that. And mm. people who are in property and commercial property, they see these, you know, ups and downs of markets and stuff, but they see it as opportunities. And you just think, I wonder if Jose's looked at it and thought, everybody's supposedly skint. So this isn't affecting us worse than anyone else. So maybe this is a time for us to have some bottle and actually be the ones who do spend at this time and take yeah. the opportunity, you know, because a lot of other people are are selling because they think they have to. So we get better prices and a lot of other clubs are not buying so we can get ahead of them. Now we can get an advantage. He's a deal. You know, that's what he is. He's a deal yeah. doer and he's a gambler. Yeah. And, and if that's what he's doing, then uh, I'm sure we're all absolutely delighted by it. All right, so we think, uh, as far as we know, well, the Chelsea game, who knows? Who knows whether he'll, he'll, he'll really go for it or not? He's saying he won't, but we don't necessarily believe him. Maccabi Haifa on Thursday should be straightforward at home to an Israeli yeah. side. So, you know, but he's going he's not going he can't play the kids. He's got to play some sort of a good side. And, of course, all of this in the run-up to Manchester United. I mean, uh, in the Premier League, we were absolutely robbed, of course, on Sunday of, of three points. But what that means is we're already slightly off the pace talking about qualifying for the Champions League. We should have six points on merit. We've only got the four. So that's an important game as well, as, as well as uh, not least because United will probably be one of the teams, hopefully, that will be vying with for that top four finish. So how do you, how do you see that one going? Crackers? Uh Again, if we play like we did against Southampton, uh, play like we did uh, yesterday against Newcastle, no reason why we can't beat them or beat anybody in this in, in this league. Or uh, yeah, maybe a bar a Liverpool who haven't actually hit their straps yet either. But we keep turning in performances like the last couple of league games. I, I can't, uh, there's no reason why we can't win any of them, any game, any game at all. It's just about a consistency to them performances and getting the mentality right. And I think this yeah. is something Jose's alluded to uh, all the way through that documentary. It's been a great yeah. insight. You know, he, he said, when I come here and beat you lot with Man U, nobody swore at me in the tunnel. Exactly. Uh, you know, and it is, it's a mentality where we've got to yeah. get it from somewhere. We have to get it. And we've got the players, we've got the ability, we need the mentality. And if he oh, builds can... that, builds and builds, then we can beat anyone. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Crackers. I've always felt when we go and play Man United at Old Trafford, we're all, there's always this slight overall. We're in slightly overawed by him. Oh, it's Man United, it's Man United. And we all, we all kind of freeze a little bit. And yeah. They're, they're there for the taking, man. They're there for the yeah. taking, without a yeah. doubt. 
Yeah. You know, they're not, not playing well. That's for no. sure. And if, if we have the mentality that we're as good, if not better than this lot, you know, and stop looking at them like they're this, you know, up there in the in the gods. They're not. They're, you know, they're a very average team at the moment. And um, they're a good team, you know, without a doubt. But, you know, they're, they're not a team that, that we should be, uh, you know, we're not playing Bayern Munich, put it that way. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you saw all of their games so far, they've looked... They're not properly functioning. They're not. There's no. There's no great fluency about them. He doesn't seem to be entirely sure what his best eleven is. Uh, yeah. The only. They're a bit like a lot of the top teams, including us. Actually, as you know, unless injuries prevent it, where they've got. They have got three. Well, four attacking players that they can suddenly, even when the whole team's played badly for an hour, they can suddenly yeah. just click and score a goal. But we've got yeah. that as well, of course. Yeah. And I think yeah. we can, um, if we can, yeah, do do what we did in the second half against Southampton, which is keep them relatively quiet and then hit them. Uh, it's just that the lack of Son is just such a huge, yeah. huge problem, isn't it? Because he's really been, uh, him and Kane together have been so potent. And now you just think, with no bail yet, it's going to be down to either Bergwijn or Lucas Mora to, or, or, to rehabilitate Deli Alley. I'm not convinced by Bergwijn at the moment. Yeah, I mean he's not been he's not tearing up any trees. I mean I do think he's got he's certainly got ability and he's got pace and he can score a goal and but he's not yeah, at the moment in, I mean if you think about when Son came took Son a, a well the first season was very underwhelming. Second season he was injured for quite a lot of it and it was only really in his third season that he became yeah. a real force and and even even a regular starter. Yeah. And those sort of players, and he's young, isn't he, Bergwijn? He's only like twenty-two, something like yeah. that. So, yeah. so yeah. I think I think the raw materials there. But I mean, to expect him to suddenly step in for Son right now is is uh, unrealistic, I think. So, Lucas yeah. Mora, I mean, puts in a shift always. His inspirational moments are quite rare. I mean, he, he used up three of them in one game, of course, in Amsterdam. <laughs> So it's a bit of a worry. I mean, I don't know when Bale will be back, but it's certainly no, not not for another two or three weeks. I don't think so. Talking say, about West Ham being his, his debut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bloody West Ham. It's funny every Which season. Is very ironic, given that one of his most yeah, memorable great goals. goals. Yeah, but West Ham are suddenly yeah. playing bloody well, aren't they? I don't know if you saw them last night. It's strange. Strange. Temporary blip. Temporary blip. <laughs> I'm going back to that. Going back to that documentary. Do you? think as i do that uh, its main purpose has been to bind uh, jose to the fans now i just think that when for me when he arrived i was like well i really respect you but i'm not so sure i like you but after yeah. watching that documentary i really like him <laughs> do, yeah. do, do you feel the same way do you think or yeah exactly the same paolo exactly yeah. the same it was like yeah. oh no not not Mourinho, please yeah. and you did you found yourself warming to him and oh. you know he's if if that is actually him then like wow i think we've got a great manager on our hands if it what? isn't him and it's amazon's editing Wow, what an editing team! Because he'll be <laughs> yeah. a lot. Well, what I like about him, what I like about him, is that he kind of, in some of the things he was saying, you he kind of thinks like the fans. Come on, Delhi, you're lazy. Come on, so and so, you're not. You keep, you know, Serge Aurier, you're a, you're a, you're a disaster waiting to happen. You know, it's what we all, <laughs> do, you know, we're all yeah, on the yeah. this guy. That's Serge Aurier, and he's saying it to him. You know, that, I think that that really kind of. 
you know, I, I really bonded with Jose over that documentary, I have to say. Yeah, 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 he was. And I liked him yesterday, like him yesterday saying, I, "I don't want to be anywhere else. I really like this club. I want to be here." You know, you could see he meant that. Yeah, yeah, nothing to do with the ten million quid a year. No, no, <laughs> no it's easy to say that. I, I think he's finding his home at Spurs. I, I think he, you know, I think he thinks he can really pull it off, and um, yeah. you know, well, you know, I, I think that's what he took us on because I think he thought. I need to rejuvenate my career, and this is a club I can. I can they're a sleeping giant, and I can do this. You know, it's not like going to, you know, Burnley or no, Fulham. No, you, know, no. you know, this is a club where you know he's got everything in place. And um, yeah, I mean, the only thing know, people said he didn't have was a chairman who was going to buy him and the players he wanted. But it seems that maybe he's even yeah, got that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, lads, I, I, I need to ask you now. I need to force you. Uh, coerce you into making predictions now. <laughs> I'm afraid that time has come, and it, it, I mean it's never been harder to make predictions when you when you're doing three games in a week. But nevertheless, crackers, Chelsea. <laughs> well, give, given that I called one all on 44 minutes yesterday, <laughs> I'm on fire at the moment. Yeah. Not that I wanted to be. Uh, Chelsea, uh, I'm going two-one to us. Positive, okay. positive. Paolo, uh, we'll beat them on penalties. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> what do you reckon? What do you reckon after the uh, full time then? Two all. Two all. All right. I'm going to say one all and penalties, and okay. I, I reckon we'll win on penalties. We'll do a bloody win on penalties, and we won't yeah. have Michelle Vorming goal. Yeah. So <laughs> taking one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So then, Maccabi Haifa, Richard. Um, comfortable win, a comfortable win at home. Get the job done. I'm going three nil, three nil. Hello. I was going exactly the same crackers. I'm with you all the way, son. I'm with you all the way. Three nil. I'm, I'm going three one. They'll just give us a brief scare, like what happened last week in the, in the, in the Europa. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We do go a bit spursy on the 57th minute. Don't yeah, we? yeah. And then United away, crackers. Uh, nil nil, 92 minutes, most ridiculous VAR decision that goes <laughs> against us. Uh, one, one, one nil to them, but let, let, let's shoot for the moon, uh, go up there and get a nice solid draw. Uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll take a draw up there to start with as a little bit of a springboard. Okay. So you're saying a draw? A draw. One, one. Okay. Paolo? Two nil. Two nil to Spurs. I like that, Paolo, because you can see you can see how that might work. We oh, might get yeah. one in the first half and then soak it up, soak it up, soak it up and kill him off and, with one really, in the last really 10 minutes on the break. article today. You know that The Athletic? Do you, do you yeah, yeah, that? I get it, yeah. Really interesting article about why why there's been so many goals in the Premier League this season. Yeah, what's that? And it's saying lack of fans. yeah. And also lack of fans and conditioning. Yeah. That the aren't really fit at the moment because of all this jumbled up pre-season, not pre-season, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They're a lot more mistakes. And they haven't got fans screaming at them. So people are kind of getting the ball and being a lot more, you know, you yeah. know, like like in a training game, that pressure's gone and they're actually playing football. So 
I, I, I can see us going to Old Trafford and... Uh, yeah, I mean, part, Antonio, of the, yeah. part of the reason why we were always overawed at Old Trafford was because of that enormous crowd and it just won't be there. I've got us down as a 1-0 win there in a similar fashion. Right, good. So good, there good, we go. Good. Well, this wild optimism is we're all going to... We could end up with egg on our faces, but for now, <laughs> they can't touch us for it. <laughs> Gentlemen... I would like to thank you both very much for this for this um, international edition of the Spurs show. Um, crackers, thanks ever so much. I hope the uh, weather cheers up for chicos. you. Gracias, chicos. Love it. Love it. Paolo, Paolo give us a bit of Italian, Paolo. Uh, Buona notte. <laughs> Buona notte, Spurs. Actually, thank can you. I just do something? Please, yeah. Leo, can I just do something? Yeah. Can I, can I have a competition? Yeah. Okay. The referee on Sunday was called Peter Banks, right? Yeah. Can yeah. anybody come up with a, a, a word which rhymes with Banks, which would be a referee? <laughs> yeah. That is an excellent <laughs> We'll all be racking our brains to try and solve that little conundrum there. Thank you, Paolo. Thank you, no Crackers. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. This is the other lady in London said, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you've got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.